Howdy and welcome to the Feed Bandit Podcast, where we have fun talking all things hunting and in the process do our best to support small and family-owned businesses in the hunting space. Here are your hosts and resident bandits, Jimmy Byrne and Richard Kinchlow. Howdy folks and welcome back to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Corn Bandit. I'm going to be running solo tonight. Uh, Jimmy is uh, unavailable, so I'm going to be running the ship. And I really hope there's a lighthouse ahead that's going to give me some good direction because I've never done this by myself. But uh, we're going to give it a whirl, have some fun tonight. Uh, tonight is especially of interest to me because our guest tonight is somebody who I, quite frankly, I just love. Uh, it's my daughter, Abby. And uh, so we're going to be talking to her, uh, talking a little bit about her experiences in, in the outdoors, why she likes it, uh, and why kids of all ages uh, should get into the outdoors, whether it be hunting and fishing or just going outside and, and looking at butterflies or something of that nature. Uh, as you know, we're really big here at Feed Bandit on trying to get children involved in the outdoors. Again, whether that be uh, through fishing or hunting um, or again, just out there bird watching, doing something outdoors. And it really just didn't, you know, to get them off of the iPad, it, it, it's really, it's bigger than that. It, it's about opening their mind to a world uh, that's just at your window, that unfortunately a lot of people don't see. So in an effort to really help, um, you know, get, uh, get that process going with a lot of people, uh, I thought it would be an awesome thing to interview my daughter. Uh, she is seven years old. Uh, one of my daughters, I should say. She is seven years old. Uh, she has been in the outdoors for a long, long time. And uh, I'd like to, have to just visit with her and see what some of her experiences are, what some things she likes to do in the outdoors, in hopes that you all will share this with your children or nieces or grandchildren, nephews, whomever it may be. Um, the outdoors is a, is a really cool place, and they got to get those kiddos out there. So without further ado, uh, here is Abby. Abby, welcome to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Hi, everybody. So I am so happy to have you here sitting next to me tonight. Uh, she's actually heard me do this uh, a whole bunch of times with, quote-unquote, Uncle Jimmy. Uh, so it's fun to kind of get her in the, uh, in the Feed Bandit recording studio, which that's, there really is no such thing. It's actually my kid's playroom, but uh, hey, we, we, we like to have fun. So, Abby, let's talk about outdoors. What are your favorite things to do outside? Well, I like to hunt, and I love fishing and okay. i love playing on our new swing nice okay perfect good 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 all three of which are outside let's talk about hunting first do you remember the first time you went hunting kind of you do all right all right well i'll tell them what you what you what you remember because i'll be really surprised if you remember oh uh, well i remember um i remember like when my daddy, he um, let me um, set up his GoPro once when I saw a deer that we could shoot. Okay, okay. All right, well, that, that, that's really good. That was just a few months ago. Uh, they Actually, the first time that you went hunting, believe it or not, you were three years old. Uh, and what's even crazier is that she was just three years old. 
And it was uh, a couple of hours after we had Thanksgiving dinner. And we ended up going to a deer stand that was... Uh, it was a good 120 yards away, uh, just in case uh, little Abby at the time decided to get a little chippy and, and start yelling and screaming and things of that nature. But I've got an adorable picture of me and all my hunting duds and uh, my, my darling number one daughter uh, with her uh, little Thanksgiving dress on, her sippy cup. Uh, so it was a lot of fun. So just to, to clear the air here, your first hunting trip only lasted about 25 minutes, uh, but it was very memorable for me. And uh, I mean, gosh, how many times have you been with me since? Um, like about 30. I Probably more than that. But yeah, so Abby goes with me when we go into the, to the deer stand uh, and also when we go turkey hunting, when we go dove hunting. You know, she is just a... She's a real important part of the puzzle. You know, when we when we go out there and we shoot dove, which she knows is my most favorite thing, you know, she's got her little chair, she's got her, her setup and all that kind of fun stuff. And, uh, you know, she's there with our dog and she just enjoys it. She's in her boots and her, her pink socks and uh, her shorts. So, so Abby, t- tell everybody a little bit about dove hunting. What, what do you like about dove hunting? Well, I like... I like that whenever we shoot one, that I can I call them peck peck, right? Because um they have um like they peck at trees and like at other food. Right. And I remember one of the times when I went, I had to use a pot um like this little potty, and it was so so funny. Yeah. Well. Okay. So yeah, I didn't know that was really gonna go that way, but um yeah. So it's actually a really good point when you're. Uh, it's a really good tip she actually brings up when you're hunting with uh, with females. Um, you know, they don't have the luxury of uh, going uh, pee pee as easily as, as the men folk do. So she's right. I, I do carry a little porta porta potty with me, and uh, she has used it several times. Um, but it, you know, going back to kind of my experience with with you know with at least dove hunting with with her and with the other kids it's just the the enjoyment of you know you know of harvesting a, a dove and then having the dog go out there and get it and bring it back you know and she she understands why we're doing it and uh, you like to eat them as well right Mavs you love them don't you oh I love them especially when they're wrapped in bacon that's right that's right because every good dove's got a bacon jacket right yeah yeah, yeah. And that's called Texas style delicious delicious that's right that's right so uh, yeah obviously a lot of fun now out of all the hunting we do so duck hunting deer hunting dove hunting turkey hunting which one's your favorite and why um, I kind of like duck hunting because I get to get up early in the morning. Not only that my toes kind of hurt because it's really cold, but I really, really, really love using um, the dove as like a baby. Because once I was have my all my like sweatshirts on, and I use the duck as a baby. And I said, rock-a-bye, baby, on the treetop. And my daddy went crazy over the dust. It's actually, oh, that actually rhymes. Good for you. Maybe you have a, a career in, uh, in singing there. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it is fun. You know, it, shooting the ducks, of course, you know, obviously a lot more colorful, you know, different species and all that kind of stuff. And she loves it. 
yeah. I, I guess a tip for, for bringing the kids out there when it's dove, duck hunting. I mean, obviously, we all know it's cold, regardless of where you are in the country. So, you know, make sure you bundle them up, lots of layers. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll try to find some pictures of, of, uh, of Abby, uh, and she is bundled up thicker than the tick. Uh, <laughs> she is absolutely head to toe. Uh, lots of clothes on, but it makes it enjoyable. You know, that's the last thing we wanted to worry about is her, you know, you being cold and whatnot. So, so duck hunting is your favorite, huh? Uh huh. And okay. I also love deer hunting. Okay, you love deer hunting as well. All right. Now, why why do you love deer hunting? Um, because um, sometimes I get to um, my daddy carves the antlers off, and I can take the antlers, and because I get to put on the gloves, and I get to help, like, pull off the skin sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, and, and, and you know that taking the skin off of a deer and all that, you got to do that because you got to get to the meat, right? I mean, that that's the reason why we hunt, right? Because mm-hmm. we want food. That's right, that's right. And, uh, you know, obviously, Abby is S7, so she doesn't really understand the whole protein concept. Well, she kind of does. But, you know, whitetail or deer in general are extremely high in fro- protein and very low in fat. So the, the, the fact that, that you love to eat venison uh, is a really good uh, uh, lifestyle choice, really. So you, you like to eat venison, right? Uh-huh. All right. Now, what's your favorite thing to eat or what's your favorite type of venison to eat? Um, deer. Right, right, jerky. right. Jerky. Okay, jerky. All right, all right. Now, you like the way Daddy makes it. Oh, I love it. Okay, all right. So, I think we've mentioned this before, but basically, just, just real quickly, here, here's how we make jerky. And again, I get the kids involved. Basically, I'll take a ham or a, a shoulder of a deer, and I'll, I'll get my fillet knife and, and skin off little bitty pieces, stick them in a bag, you know, and then throw it in the freezer. So when it's time to make jerky, I pull the bag out, let it thaw in the fridge, of course, then dunk seasonings in it, and then put it on our dehydrator. And quite literally, I'd say, what, you know, maybe a day after I pull it off, the whole bag is gone. So, yeah, yeah, we're going to get to that. So, yeah, so she absolutely loves the venison. So is Katie, too. Now, Katie is our younger daughter. She is three. Well, she's about actually, wow. By the time this airs, she will be four. Yeah, she'll be four. Uh, But she loves the venison as well. So, um, but yeah, so with all that being said, uh, Abby is going to be turning eight at the end of May. And uh, I really think that it's time for her to... Uh, if she wants to, there's no there's no pressure with me. But if she really wants to, to maybe try to take a shot at a um, at an animal this year. So uh, we're going to start off with turkey. So tell everybody today what we did. Well, we went to Academy and we bought some bullets and we tried to look for a tar- turkey um, head target. Right, right, right. Yep, yep. So she's exactly right. So. What we were, what we're going to do is for Abby, being that she is obviously younger uh, and doesn't have a lot of experience on a shotgun, we're actually going to go with a turkey load and a twenty gauge. Okay, so I, I just doing the math here. I think it's going to be a little bit um, a little easier on the old appendages uh, than the twelve gauge of the turkey load. So we got we have uh, a couple of different shotguns that we're going to do a little testing with. And we're going to see how she likes it. One of them is a youth model brownie pump that accepts up to three inch, uh, three inch loads, 20 gauge. So we went and bought some of those. And um, really, by this time next uh, Friday, 
uh, we will hopefully see if you know she's comfortable shooting. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to set up a target and just kind of mimic being in the blind. I'm going to have her, you know, squeeze at that turkey's neck and uh, and take a shot and see what happens. So uh, really, really exciting. That boy, talk about a coming of age. And I really hope she'll be able to, to harvest her first turkey. Now, Abby will be really the, the fourth? Yeah, he'll be the fourth kiddo on the place that we hunt. That has uh, shot an animal, but and she'll be the second girl. Now, who was the first girl to to take a shot? Um, my friend Lacey. Perfect, perfect. That's right. And what did Lacey shoot? She saw. She shot a deer. She did. She did, and it was an outstanding deer at that. And we oh, actually yeah. talked. We actually talked about it. Uh, we talked about it a couple of months ago on, on an episode that we had. So. Yep, uh, Abby is going to join a very, very special club, I hope, and uh, get herself a bird. So uh, hopefully we will be getting ourselves a turkey, um, you know, maybe uh, next weekend or, or sometime this season. So uh, obviously nothing is um, uh, nothing is easy, but we're certainly going to work for it. So um, really, really, really excited about that. So uh, going on a little bit further, what else do you like to do in the outdoors? Um, I love to fish. Okay, awesome, awesome. Now, you know, fishing was the first thing that you really, 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 really got to do. You know, because going in the blind and, and, you know, hunting deer and whatnot, even hunting dove, I don't think you really understood what was going on because you really couldn't do it, right? Um, obviously, you're, you were way too young to actually shoulder a gun and fire it. So, <laughs> so the fishing was something that, that you definitely love. Now, tell everybody why you love fishing. It's because um, I love catching um, like catfish um, or bat bass. That's right. And once my friend she got a huge bass. That's right. Which which, which friend? My friend Lainey. That's right. Now, do you know what Lainey caught that bass on? You remember? No. It was a hunk of brisket. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So so we. Uh, we were with some some very dear friends of ours, and um, uh, we were we were down at Rancho Bandido, and we were doing a little catfish and a little bass fish and a little bluegill fish, and all at the same time. This in the summer, and uh, just sitting back in the shade, and it was hot, but we were enjoying life. And um, I actually had a uh, a little spare catfish rig near me and near one of our vehicles, and I saw a a pretty decent little bass. Uh, I think he was probably, you know, probably a, little, a two pounder, and so I said, you know what, we're gonna give it a whirl, and I put a hunk of uh, second day brisket fat on a <laughs> on this catfish rig, threw it right into the bass's mouth, and uh, uh, Laney Laney Bug, as we call her, happened to be right there, and I handed her the pull, and she absolutely loved it. And going a little bit further, she loved it so much that. She had a um, a little deal at school a couple of weeks ago, actually, and she was showing you know pictures of her family and her life and so on and so forth. And guess who was front and center? That's right, Mr. Corn Bandit himself with the brisket bass. So, um, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. So, so Abby, out of out of all the fish that we catch out of the the tank, okay, which ones do you really like? And again. For those who are not familiar with the podcast, when we say tank, we're, we, we, we mean stock tank, so a pond, farm pond. And in this case, we're talking about a, 
uh, a stock tank that's that's at Rancho Bandillo. It's about ten acres, and when it's full, God willing, it's full all the time, uh, but it certainly isn't. So, what what are your what's your favorite fish to catch uh, at, at the the house tank, and why? Um, I love to catch um, catfish because. Um, they look like cats because right. they have like those long mm-hmm. whiskers. Right, right. And I, I can tell why they call them catfish because they have whiskers and right. they're and they're gray right. and they're so slimy and I love to touch them. That's right. That's right. Yes, yes, yes. Well, and how about the fact that they put up a good fight, huh? Oh, they're hard to pull. Really. That, that's right. They really are. They really are. So. But do you remember when you started fishing? Do you remember where, you know, we were on the dock, right? And we were, what, what kind of fish were we catching out there on the dock? I think we were catching bluegill. That's right. That's right. So one of the things that, that we really tried to do again, and, and this is, you know, this is with all fishing really, but especially with the kiddos, uh, especially with the kiddos and the younger kiddos and then the kind of the heat of the summer, uh, you've got kind of a finite window there where you've really got to get, you, you need to get some action going or, um, you know, they're going to get, uh, they're going to get bored, you know, and obviously you don't want that. You want to have as much success as possible. So, so a little hint for you, a little tip here for you. Um, this is something that, that it sure helped us with, with Abby and all of her little, her little friends is, uh, what we basically did was, is, you know, throughout the day I would go down, we were on a dock that probably goes, you know, 20 feet over the water and uh, we would go down there with a, uh, just a bait bucket. And I would fill that bait bucket full of uh, two cans of wet dog food, just, you know, the 50-cent variety, and then a bag of cat food. And I put it in there. And uh, basically, I put, a, I put a rope on that bait bucket, and I would dunk it down there in the water. So i dunk it down there, lift it up, dunk it down there, lift So you know what's basically happening And here. we sometimes get baby fish. Uh, oh, we got lots of baby fish. And basically what we do is we basically create our own little food chain smorgasbord right there in front of the dock. Um, and we'll go down there, you know, every two hours or so and shake that bucket. And by the time we're ready to fish, which in the summer is about, you know, six o'clock or so, we've got catfish, we've got bass trolling the bluegill that are there. I mean, we just have a whole myriad of, of different fish. You can say that uh, again. Absolutely. We have a whole myriad of different fish. And uh, so what we do is we get the little kiddie poles and we get a small little uh, little J-hook is what I call them. I have a big pole. Yes, Abby has graduated to a big pole. And we'll actually talk about that here momentarily. Uh, but what we what we do is we'll just get a little chunk of Nightcrawler and we put just a little shot weight on there. And uh, you you better drop it and let it go to the bottom. And I think where the dock is, we're probably about 12 to 13 feet, something of that nature. So, um, you know, fairly deep. And, of course, on top you've got all the small bluegill. But down below you've got the the, the big mamas. Uh, And, of course, the kids just absolutely love uh, catching those dudes. So, uh, we've been doing this, gosh, I mean, what now, for well over five years now. And, really? you know, by the end of the summer, my hands are all scarred up from getting thinned from Frisbee-sized uh, bluegill. But it is it is worth it. And, and these kids will come back to me, you know, even in February, and say, you know, Richard, when, when are we going fishing again? And, you know, and to hear that, um, it absolutely warms my heart because I know that we've made uh, a real impact on them. 
and, and they really enjoy it. So Once a fish peed on my dad. Yes, yes, that's right. It, it did. In fact, that happens quite frequently, and uh, it seems like all kids are actually watching when that does happen. So uh, lots of giggles. And what's funny is not only are the children giggling, but a lot of my older, almost 40-year-old friends are, are giggling as well. So uh, talk about maturity level. But, hey, that's the great outdoors. You can act like a kid even if you aren't a kid. So. Um, yep, a lot of fun. So what else? What else? What are some, what are some other things that we love to do? Okay, for example, like right now, it's late March. Okay, now I know we got turkey season coming up. All right, but what else do we do out there at, at the ranch that you really enjoy doing? We go on rides, and huh? once we went on a four-hour drive looking right. for shed antlers, and we found a lot. That's right. We, and I love going on rides in our huge vehicles. Right. And why, and why do you like going on rides? I mean, looking for shed antlers, but what other, what other stuff do we see? We see animals, and we usually see um, deer, and sometimes we, once we saw a peacock. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we did, and we won't bring that story up. Yeah, for some reason, and I'm not still sure how it happened, uh, at Rancho Bandito, we had a peacock. His name was, his name was Peter. Or Petey, I can't remember. And uh, old Petey, he was a he was a great peacock. You remember the noise he made? <laughs> well, the problem is, is that is that uh, Petey started doing his uh, right outside the owner's window about two in the morning. So Petey did his last uh, about two or three months later. Unfortunately, uh, Petey was forcefully removed under protest. Uh, I want I wanted to keep him around. I, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, keep him down where the feeders are. That, you know, that's what I said. But Jeez. unfortunately, Petey or Petey or Peter, and no, I think it's Petey. He liked to come on the porch and poop, and uh, that's just that. And then calling outside the owner's window was just a bad idea. So, waka, waka. Uh, rest in peace, Petey. We we miss you, and it is my goal to, to maybe one of these days get another you know ten or fifteen of them in there. But we shall see. We and shall see. We usually call um, rest in peace, R.I.P. Rip. Right. Right. Now I appreciate that. That that's a, not like rip your shirt off. Sure. Yeah. Now there's definitely a difference. Uh, there's, there's no <laughs> doubt about it. So let's talk about some of the other things. We talked about looking for shed antlers, things of that nature. But what what are some of the other activities we've done out there? You know, for for example, uh, you know, a lot of the a lot of the oak trees. Uh, what's low, a lot of the oak trees are dying. So you know, because of oak wilt, and we've I probably probably talked about that. We'll talk more about it. it's a. Oak weld is a fungus that we've got down here in, in the kind of the hill country portion of Texas, and it's just, it's a horrible thing. Wipes trees out. So in order to, um, uh, to kind of try to offset that as much as humanly possible, what do we do? Um, we usually just, um, we um, once went to Fossil Room. And um, we saw lots of good animals. Right, right, right. But but what else do we do? Remember when, when we went to that park and we, we picked up lots of... Um, rocks? Acorns? Oh, acorns. That's right. Yes, we found so many. That's right. Do you remember what type of acorn they were? Uh, I forgot. Okay. Mm. Well, it was the, the biggest of the white oak family, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And it's called the bur oak. Remember? Big, big old acorns. They're daddy acorns. That's right. They're daddy acorns. 
So yes, they are. So what we did? What would do with the bur- What would do with those burrowed acorns? Um, we put them out for the mm-hmm. deer, right. and we sometimes make, um, let them grow. Right, the right, right, right. So, so what we did was is. This was, you know, obviously the acorns fall during the during the, the early deer season. So what we would do is we go to the park with the kids with some Home Depot buckets. We'd let them play, and then we go uh, we go pick buckets and buckets and buckets of acorns. The park is so fun because it ha- it's like a pirate ship, but right. it's really old and um, there it's like spider webs everywhere. Well, that and that happens. Anyway, so yeah, but yeah, so. Um, but then we got the acorns and we go put them near the deer feeders. And what would happen is, uh, a lot of the times the deer would eat the acorns, right? But, but who else would eat those acorns? Who would take those acorns and go bury them for the winter? Um, the squirrels. That's right. That's right. So in reality, those squirrels are helping us plant trees. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. They're yep. big helpers. They're pretty much big helpers. Even so. though my dad doesn't like them because well, they like eat out of our, because they that's eat that's all right. of our birds. Because my dad's L-O-V-E love birds. I do. I do. I do. And everybody who follows the podcast, I think, knows that I got my start in the outdoors here in Dallas uh, watching birds, you know? I, I love him still to this day. Yeah, so I get a little perturbed when I see Mister Nutty, as we call him, uh, <laughs> up there on the on the feeder plowing down all of my uh, my sunflowers. But uh, um, that's what happens. So uh, yeah, so yeah, obviously being out there with the kiddos throwing acorns, uh, you never know. You never know. I mean, we've been doing it for how many years now? And who knows? 50. Who knows? You know, uh, uh, Uncle Daniel will say that. You know, the best time to plant a tree is now, right? So oh, yeah. every time we're out there doing that, we're we're hopefully making a you know, hopefully making a, a a big difference. So <laughs> So what else? What else do you like to do while we're out there? What about what about Um, I love to go to the shooting range. That's right. That's right. And once I shot like the the big thing that like flips over when, right. when you shoot it, it flips over. Right. And it was big, not the small one, not the medium. I tried right. to go for the small one because it's really hard to do. Right, right. So what she's talking about is we um uh we we've gotten all the kids on the on the twenty twos. So we're fortunate to have a, a whole variety of different twenty twos. We've got some very short uh, little Rossi twenty two pumps. And then I've, I've actually got a brownie lever action 22, um, and, and I tell you what, talk about uh, just a, a just a, a real fun time with friends and family. Uh, obviously, this just a, it's a great time to not only you know work on their uh, their target practice, okay, and, and their shooting for later if they're going to harvest an animal, uh, but it's also talking about gun safety uh, and, and basically heading off. Uh, any any you know ignorant uh, thoughts or not not necessarily thoughts but comments that they may hear unfortunately in this world of available media uh, that talks about how guns are bad so on and so forth so you know exposing your children uh, to firearms in the proper way showing them how to use them uh, boy that that is a, a real valuable lesson again children are the future. When it comes to hunting and also for owning a fire, you know, firearms, 
You know, Abby's generation uh, is going to be, they're the one going to be writing the laws here. So uh, the more education we give these kids, uh, the better off our, our love and passion for, you know, for, for shooting and for sports is going to be. Uh, hunting, really. So off the, stopes, off the soapbox now, and we'll go back to what we were talking about. So when we shoot 22s, okay, we shoot the little clangy thing that, that, that spins around, okay, but we didn't do it this last time, but what else do we shoot at? Don't we sometimes shoot at, like, jugs of water that oh, ex- yeah. like blow, yes, explode? Oh, yeah, so cool. Yeah. So, so what we do is we'll get, you know, maybe a couple of Diet Cokes or some old beer or <clears throat> something of that nature, and we'll give them a good shake, and then we'll go down range and put them there and... Oh, let the kids blast them. So uh, that really adds to the whole, uh, uh, the whole, the whole fun of doing it, right? You like doing that? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun. So what else, baby? What else? Um, I love. I absolutely. I adore um going hunting with my dad. I love it. Mm, I love it too. And that's actually. I'm actually glad you said that. So. When we're in the we're in the deer stand, we're in there for a while, right? Okay. Uh-huh. So, what 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 do we do? What 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 do you do in the deer blind when um, when we're sitting there waiting on something to show up? I usually just read, or okay. we like we have this little pen. It's like an alligator one, and you whenever you push down hard, it like opens its mouth. That's right. And I go, I gave tests to my dad, That's right. and I'm like, if he, if he gets it wrong, then he'll get a chomp by Mr. Chomper. That's and right. usually, I just read books. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Or at the very end, if she's super tired, she'll get on my phone. But but she's really good about not getting on my phone. But she is right. She does test me thoroughly. And uh, I admit a couple times I have met my demise by the mouth of Mr. Chomper. But uh, we, we have a good time. Again, it's all about bonding and, and having a fun time. And, um, you know, half the time we don't end up shooting stuff, right? But we do get to see a lot. We get to see birds and sunsets. And yeah, the sunsets are the best. They are. They are very nice. And sunrises. And sunrises. That's right. I actually prefer sunsets. But, uh Sunrises are, are, are definitely good as well. So Beautiful. let's talk about okay, so we're going to the deer stand or deer blind. We're gonna be in there for a couple of hours. What do you take what do you take with you? I mean do, I know you said a book, but you carry like a, a bag or something? I carry a pink um like camo hunting backpack. Okay. And it like it has pockets or like a small little pocket and a big pocket. Uh, I keep like a little notebook. It's like so tiny, and I keep a pen and maybe a book or so, or I could do toys. I know I'm I don't really bring toys because I like to just watch the outdoors, and I usually bring my binoculars because I like right. to see things up close. Right, right. So that and that's a really good point, Abby. I'm glad you brought that up. One of the things that that we got for her, you know, after she was able to actually, you know, hold binoculars still and actually, you know, identify a target downrange is her own little pair of binoculars. Um, you can go to any sporting goods store and get them. You don't have to break the bank, uh, and and they work extremely well. Um, you know, as far as other pieces of gear in Abby's bag, 
Um, obviously, lots of Kleenex. Uh, that that that's a really big deal, especially in the the cold and flu season. Yep, especially duck season. Oh, that's there is no doubt about it. I've got more tissues in my pocket than <laughs> a factory. But um, but another and probably the most important piece of gear that we have in your bag is your earmuffs. That's right. That's right. So let me tell you. Earmuffs for kids is absolutely essential. Now, growing up, <coughs> we had the, the real earmuffs, right? The ones that you put on and you couldn't hear anything. Well, you know, 10 years ago, they came out with the invention. Hey, let's make a pair of earmuffs where uh, when it shoots, you can't hear anything. But, you know, when you're not shooting, you can hear the world. So that's what I have for Abby. And I'll get a pair for Katie as well. And what's great about these is that I can still whisper and say, hey, Abby. He's right over there. That way we can still communicate. And obviously for, for deer hunting and for duck hunting, it's not as essential really because they're, they're you know, typically the animals are going to be a little bit further down range. But for turkey with a shotgun coming up, it's going to be real important because they're going to be right here. Oh. Um, so having those earmuffs is absolutely huge. And important. Uh, well, that's right. I, I typically inter use huge and important interchangeably. Oh, so okay. yeah, I, I don't have a, a firm grasp on, grasp on the English language yet. But <laughs> um, yeah, so earmuffs are definitely a plus in, in Abby's bag uh, and just a lot of other gizmos. So it kind of gives them something to do, keeps everything together. Do you know what the funniest thing was? What's that? Tell when, us. When we were at... Um, one time when we were at the gun range, mm -hmm. um, um, we all were yelling, Uncle Richard or Daddy, could we pull, did you bring us our earmuffs? And the moms were just being silly to it, like, Richard, did you get our earmuffs? That's right. Yeah, so I was trying to organize a, a, uh, a nice family outing when we were all going shooting. And we're talking, gosh, four or five families with, with multiple children. And uh, we still have enough earmuffs, you know. So, so you know, the good thing is the good Lord gave us a pair of earplugs. And they happened to be our two-pointer fingers. But anyways, I was trying to coordinate all that. And, uh, believe it or not, I kind of lost my patience a little bit because I ate <laughs> billion kids. La, 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 la. And anyways, where's my water? Where's my boots? Oh, my Lord. But you know what? It was worth it in the end. And it like, was a lot of fun. Can we go right the hill to the house? That's, yes, 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 yes. I yes. love doing that. It gets me so much exercise. That's right. That's right. So uh, a good time. It, a good time all around. All right, Abby. Well, I think we have reached the end of our little session here. You have been a tremendous guest. We appreciate it. Uh, I sincerely hope that what we've talked about tonight will be played in the home of uh, really every American uh, and every Texan, uh, you know, the, the people who have got children who are maybe maybe having, you know, thoughts about wanting to go hunting or fishing with their mommy or daddy or, you know, uncle or grandfather or grandmother, whatever it may be. So um, what are your last final words for our, for our listening audience tonight? I have uh, some words for the kids. Please. Um, if they are listening, um, I want to say that outdoors is better than my iPad That's and the TV. Yes. And um, you just have to um, get off electronics. And that's what my mom and dad say. They normally set a timer on the TV. Right, yeah. Set a timer on the iPad. And I usually don't like that because I love on the iPad. But I love the outdoors better. That's and right. I love going places like, for instance, altitude and pump it up. <laughs> 
Okay, that's great. Yeah, well, those really aren't in the country, but she's right. They're non-electronics, and they're outside of the house. So, And I love going to parties. Well, of course. I mean, God, we always do. Wait till you get older, but we'll, we'll talk about that down the road. Uh, anyways, folks, again, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We just cannot thank you all enough. Our, uh, our, our listenership, and again, I keep questioning if that's a word or not, has really gone through the roof the past couple of months. I guess we're doing something right. So we love doing this. We love bringing this to you every week. Uh, thank you so much again. And uh, um, obviously, keep those protein feeders going. We'll probably get back onto the, the fun stuff here shortly. So uh, keep everything moving in the right direction. And Support- remember, outdoors is better than electronics. That's right. That's right. Support your local feed store, folks. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Feed Bandit Podcast. If you want to find new and innovative hunting gear and service providers not typically offered through the traditional big box hunting stores, come on over and join the hunt at feedbandit.com join. When you join, as a bonus, you'll get our entertaining free e-guide of unique hunting tips and tricks. And a reminder to all you small businesses, feed stores, gear inventors, or entrepreneurs in the hunting space, if you'd like to get more exposure to potential customers by being featured on the FeedBandit podcast, please let us know. We'd love to discuss what we can do for you and your business. Go to FeedBandit.com promote. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please give us a rating and review on iTunes as it would really help us out. Go to FeedBandit.com iTunes. Thanks everyone for listening. Until next time. Please remember to support your local feed store.